Over the past few days, the Tesla community has been buzzing with excitement as nine Cybertrucks were spotted making their journey from Texas to California. Arriving on three car haulers, each with three trucks in tow, these Cybertrucks have grabbed the attention of the public and spurred speculation about what's next in Tesla's production plan. The trucks have been captured by a number of different people, from Reddit users to Buttonwillow chapter of the Highway California Patrol, who also jumped in to share photos of the trucks on Interstate 5. Now, the arrival of these nine trucks at Tesla's Fremont plant signals a crucial step in the development of the Cybertruck. It appears that things are on track for production to begin later this year, with mass-scale manufacturing aimed for 2024. But what exactly are these trucks doing at the Fremont plant? There's no concrete word on this. The facility is known for manufacturing other Tesla models, like the Model S, Model 3, and the Model Y. It's a stone's throw away from Palo Alto, the design headquarters for Tesla, adding to the intrigue of the Cybertruck's presence there. And these Cybertrucks seem almost identical to previous examples we've seen. Sporting the same set of 7x14 spoke black wheels, however, at least one has the wheel covers of the original concept truck, adding to the mystery of their purpose. And as the anticipation builds, the public is left to speculate on the stage of development these trucks represent. Whether they're release candidates or pre-production prototypes is unclear. And what's evident is that Tesla is moving closer to production, sparking questions about whether customers will receive their Cybertrucks by year's end. And social media has been abuzz with photos and videos of these Cybertrucks ranging from camo cyber trucks on the move to drone pictures of the Gigafactory in Austin. Tesla's recent quarter two 2023 update referred to the ship cyber trucks as release candidate builds and mentioned testing around the world for final certification and for validation. Though the wait may continue for the approximately 2 million people with placed orders, these sightings have ignited excitement and optimism among Tesla fans. Amidst all the excitement, though, the discussion about the price has been absent. Originally, Elon Musk announced that the Cybertruck would start at $39,900. However, he later backed away from this promise, indicating that making the truck affordable could be a challenge. And the fate of the $39,900 Cybertruck remains uncertain, adding another layer of intrigue to the vehicle's journey to production. Now, the Cybertruck's unique design and appearance continue to evoke reactions from the public. The Buttonwillow California Patrol Police, for instance, spotted the Cybertrucks on the highway and posted about them on Facebook, sparking amusement and jesting in the comments section. With production kicking off at Giga Texas and nearly 2 million pre-orders, the anticipation for the Cybertruck's arrival on the road is palpable. What's a far-off concept? The Cybertruck is now becoming a tangible reality and Tesla's security team has been on high alert, working to keep the Cybertruck out of the lens of employee cameras and onlookers. However, this has not stopped local drone operators from capturing images of the new Cybertruck spotted charging on factory property. Tesla has been relatively tight-lipped about the progress of the truck, keeping details about pricing, configurations, and powertrains under wraps. And security efforts at Gigafactory Texas reflect the high stakes and significant interests surrounding the vehicle. A unique and somewhat amusing aspect that has surfaced recently is the apparent tendency of the Cybertruck to smudge easily. Photos have shown fingerprint marks and smudges on the doors and near the driver's side mirror. And this phenomenon may be related to the vehicle's stainless steel body, 
a feature that has led some Cybertruck fans to express concerns over the practicality of keeping it clean. And as the Cybertruck inches closer to its production debut, there are still many questions left unanswered. The design details, pricing considerations, and the overall readiness of the vehicle remain topics of debate and speculation. And these sightings are only a glimpse into what's to come. The Cybertruck's path to the public continues to unfold, and Tesla fans around the world eagerly await and watch. Now, the landscape of creative expression is changing at an unprecedented pace, with artificial intelligence taking center stage. A recent U.S. court ruling that AI-generated art cannot be copyrighted under U.S. law brings to the forefront a new dimension of intellectual property rights. Stephen Thaler's bid for a copyright for a visual art piece created by his AI system, Davis, was met with rejection, affirming that only works with human authors can receive copyrights. This ruling, though specific to the United States, is reflective of a global struggle to define the place of AI within legal frameworks. Looking at the history of copyright law, we see that it has always been rooted in human creativity. The introduction of AI as a creator disrupts this fundamental principle, posing complex challenges for lawmakers, artists, and innovators. And the rejection of this application can be seen both as a barrier to innovation and a protective measure for human creativity. It opens up a plethora of questions about authorship, ownership, and the nature of creativity itself. How do we define a creator? Can machines have rights? What are the ethical implications of granting AI the same status as humans? And as AI continues to shape our lives and work with us, the intersection between technology and law becomes a vital frontier for exploration. The future decisions on this matter will shape not just legal practices, but our cultural values and societal norms. And let's go shift a little bit into Twitter or X. It's got challenges right now, and as evidenced by the recent glitch affecting X leading to the loss of images and hyperlinks in older posts. This seemingly trivial issue opens a window into the complexity of digital preservation, management, and the delicate balance that sustains our online ecosystems. And this glitch, though specific to posts published prior to December 2014, is not an isolated incident. It's emblematic of the larger challenges faced by digital platforms in maintaining integrity, stability, and accessibility. Now, since X's takeover by Musk, the platform has faced several technical hurdles, sparking questions about its future. Could this glitch be a mere coding error, or is it indicative of a more profound systemic issue? The restoration of some images, like Ellen DeGeneres' famous selfie, further complicates the understanding of this problem. More than just a technical hiccup, though, this issue underscores the vulnerability of digital media. It raises questions about the longevity and reliability of digital platforms and the need for robust mechanisms to safeguard our digital heritage. The digital world is a living archive, preserving our shared experiences, culture, and history. Its fragility, as highlighted by this glitch, prompts us to reflect on our relationship with digital technology and the responsibility we share in preserving it for future generations. And now let's make another jump to spaceflight. And these are competitors of Elon Musk's SpaceX. And it's no longer the domain for exploration and wonder alone. It's fast becoming a strategic battleground. Now, the Pentagon is going to invest $1.5 billion in prototype communication satellites, and it 
it's the future of space where technology, militarization, geopolitics, and commerce converge. Lockheed Martin, competitor to SpaceX, and Northrop Grumman, another competitor, and are entrusted to build these satellites as part of a grander vision to create a unified network across U.S. military branches. And this project goes well beyond mere communication. It's about creating a new architecture that provides missile warning, tracking capabilities, and more. And this investment is more than a technological advancement. It's a strategic move in a new space race driven by competition with nations like China. It's about asserting dominance ensuring security and exploring commercial opportunities. And SpaceX was left off this. I'm not sure why, because Starlink shows that they have the capabilities to do this. But these are old space companies, and they also have a proven track record with the Department of Defense. Now, this leap into space is not without its risks and challenges, though. Ethical questions arise around the militarization of space, the sustainability of these endeavors, and the potential impact on international relations. And space is no longer a distant frontier. It's an integral part of our lives with implications reaching from national security to commerce and even more. The choices we make now will shape the future of spaceflight and our place in it. And as we reflect on these distinct yet interconnected topics, we see a common thread weaving through them. The complexity of navigating technological advancements within existing frameworks. Whether it's grappling with the rights of an AI creator, the integrity of digital platforms, or the ethical dilemmas of space exploration, these issues compel us to think beyond conventional boundaries. And they challenge us to redefine our understanding of creativity, ownership, preservation, and responsibility. They call for a reimagining of laws, ethics, and our relationship with technology. And in a world where AI can create art, where our digital heritage is vulnerable, and where space is a domain of strategic importance, we're prompted to look beyond the present to envision a future that honors the complexity of human experience in a technologically enriched world. Honda and Acuri's decision to adopt Tesla's North American Charging Standard, or the NACS, and how General Motors played a crucial part in this monumental decision. And in the world of electric vehicles, charging infrastructure is paramount. Hada and Acura's decision to integrate Tesla's NACS connector and their upcoming EV releases over the next few years is a testament to the collaboration and unification within the automotive industry. In a story of shared vision, innovation, and a common goal to provide better accessibility and maintenance of charging infrastructure for EV owners. And today's show is proudly brought to you by StarshipShirts.com, where SpaceX-inspired merchandise awaits Looking for high-quality, fast-delivery, SpaceX-themed shirts? StarshipShirts.com has you covered. Now, let's begin with a closer look at Honda's commitment to adopting Tesla's NACS connector. In an interview with Autoblog, American Honda Motor Company's president and CEO expressed that the move towards NACS was quite important and emphasized the significance of the Tesla supercharger network's maintenance and reliability. Now, Honda's upcoming EVs, the Prologue and the Acura ZDX, will share GM's Altium architecture, a cutting-edge platform for electric vehicles. With GM already embracing NACS, it's clear that Honda and Acura are aligning themselves with the new standard. GM's decision to adopt NACS was announced in June, making them the second automaker following Ford to move in this direction. And this collaborative adoption of NACS highlights the industry's push for more efficient, and accessible charging solutions. 
Now, CM's chair and CEO, Mary Barra, has eloquently articulated a vision of an all-electric future. By adopting NACS and gaining access to Tesla superchargers, GM has laid down a roadmap for producing world-class EVs across various categories and price points. Their partnership with Honda and Acura demonstrates a commitment to create an ecosystem that encourages EV adoption. And Tesla's supercharger network is often cited as a standout choice for EV owners. American Honda VP of Sustainability and Business Development, Jay Joseph, praised Tesla's superchargers for their on-site monitoring, prompt repair, and reliability. And with 5,265 stations and 48,082 connectors globally, Tesla's consistent expansion of its supercharger network reflects a commitment to quality. And the shift towards NECS is an industry-wide phenomenon. Ford, Rivian, Volvo, Mercedes-Benz, and Polestar have all joined the movement. And the trend indicates a concerted effort to improve the EV charging experience for consumers and enhance the viability of electric vehicles on a global scale. Apart from Tesla superchargers, there's a growing movement towards developing new fast charging networks. A coalition including General Motors and Mercedes-Benz is working towards this goal, aiming to address the inadequacies in the current EV infrastructure. The collaboration between automakers like Honda, Acura, GM, and Tesla's NACS opens exciting possibilities for the future of electric vehicles. And by fostering these alliances, sharing technological innovations, and focusing on a sustainable transportation system, the industry is moving towards making EVs more accessible and appealing to a wider demographic. Honda's move towards NACS has generated significant interest, but the exact timeline remains unspecified. Speculation suggests a conversion to the standard by 2025 or 2026, and the transition includes multiple facets such as the integration of the charging standard, collaboration with other manufacturers, and aligning with ongoing industry trends. GM's Altium technology deserves special attention, too. It's not just about adopting a particular charging standard, it represents a comprehensive approach to electric vehicle development. From battery design to platform architecture, Altium technology offers a foundation that other automakers can build upon. And the decision by Honda and Acura to adopt NACS is more than a regional or national development. It signifies a global shift in the automotive industry's approach to electric vehicles. By aligning with a recognized and efficient charging standard, these companies are contributing to a worldwide movement towards cleaner, more sustainable transportation. And while the move towards NACS and the collaboration between major automakers is promising, challenges still remain. In the expansion of charging infrastructure, standardization across different regions, consumer education, and ongoing technological innovations are all critical areas that require attention and investment. In conclusion, Honda and Acura's adoption of the Tesla North American Charging Standard, facilitated by General Motors, is a pivotal moment in the automotive industry. It represents the collaborative spirit and shared visions that will define the future of electric vehicles. Now, in this episode, we'll be exploring a series of remarks and actions by Elon Musk concerning the critical debates on free speech, censorship, social media manipulation, and transparency within major corporations like Facebook, X, which is formerly Twitter. But before we get into that detailed discussion, let's take a moment and appreciate our sponsor, StarshipShirts.com. And if you're a fan of space exploration or SpaceX, that you'll love the high-quality, fast-delivery, 
SpaceX-inspired merchandise. Visit StarshipShirts.com to grab some merch today. Now, let's begin by taking a closer look at Elon Musk's recent threat of litigation against those demanding curbs on free speech related to hate speech crimes. This all started with a post on X where a claim was made that NGOs are increasingly raising hate speech complaints without merit. Elon Musk's response was sharp and definitive, stating that X would be filing legal action to stop this. Now, this isn't the first time that X has been embroiled in controversy surrounding free speech and hate content. Previously, a lawsuit was filed against the Center for Countering Digital Hate, the CDH, a nonprofit organization that has criticized X's handling of hate speech. The suit accused CDH of trying to drive advertisers away from X by publishing critical reports about the platform's response to hate content. Now, this raises several questions about the fine line between free speech and hate speech. Where do we draw the line and how do we balance the rights of individuals to express their views with the social responsibility to prevent harm? Now, Elon Musk's stance on this issue is clear but it opens up a broader conversation about how we navigate these complex intersections. In a series of tweets, Musk accused Facebook of manipulating public opinion across the globe, citing their refusal to open source their algorithm as evidence of their intention to control discourse. But what does this mean for the average user? How do algorithms influence what we see, read, and believe? Is there a need for more transparency within these tech giants and what can be done to hold them accountable? Facebook, with its vast user base, has been under scrutiny over its content recommendation algorithms. These algorithms determine what users see on their feeds, and critics argue that they can be manipulated to amplify certain content while suppressing others. And Facebook's content recommendation algorithms are at the core of how the platform functions. They determine what content appears on users' feeds, influencing not only what we see, but also what we think and we feel. And this complex system has far-reaching effects on our digital lives and has become a significant talking point for industry leaders like Elon Musk, regulators, and also the public. And at its most basic level, a content recommendation algorithm is a set of rules that analyzes your online behavior to predict what you might want to see next. It takes into account various factors such as the pages you like, the posts you share, the friends you interact with, and much more. But it's not just about individual preferences. These algorithms also consider broader trends, societal norms, and commercial interests. They can promote certain types of content over others, pushing specific agendas, ideologies, or products. And one of the main criticisms of Facebook's algorithms is the lack of transparency. Despite the enormous power these algorithms have over what we see and engage with, there's very little public understanding of how they work. This has led to calls for greater openness and scrutiny. And Elon Musk's recent comments about Facebook manipulating public opinion shine a light on this concern. The refusal to open source their algorithms, according to Musk, is indicative of an intention to control discourse rather than to promote genuine community engagement. And another significant issue is the creation of filter bubbles. By continuously showing content that aligns with our existing beliefs and interests, These algorithms can isolate us from diverse opinions and viewpoints. We become trapped in a bubble of reinforced content, limiting our exposure to new ideas. And this has serious implications for democratic societies, where open debate and critical thinking are vital. It can exacerbate polarization and hinder our ability to engage in constructive dialogue. 
Now, let's not forget the commercial interests at play either. Facebook, like all other social media platforms, is driven by advertising revenue and content that keeps users engaged, clicking and sharing is prioritized. This often leads to sensationalism, misinformation, and overly personalized content, overshadowing more nuanced or critical perspectives. The ethical considerations of such a system are immense. And should algorithms prioritize users' engagement over truth? And should they favor advertiser interests over social well-being? How can we ensure that the algorithms serve the public interest, not just for corporate profits? There's a growing call for accountability and regulation on these algorithms. Policymakers, academics, and industry leaders like Elon Musk are demanding clear guidelines, transparency, and oversight. They want to ensure that these algorithms are designed and used responsibly, respecting human rights, diversity, and democratic values. In some jurisdictions, regulations are being put in place to force companies to disclose how the algorithms work and to allow for third-party audits. These are important steps towards a more transparent and accountable system. Now, Facebook's content recommendation algorithms are a microcosm of a broader technological phenomenon. As we increasingly rely on algorithms to guide our daily lives, we must be mindful of their power, their potential biases, and their societal impact. It is a complex issue with no easy answers, but leaders like Elon Musk are sparking important conversations, challenging the status quo, and pushing us to think more critically about our digital future. And the debate around Facebook's algorithms is not just about technology. It's about values, ethics, and the kind of society we would like to build. It's a conversation that we all need to be a part of. And as always, thank you for tuning in to the Elon Musk podcast. Your engagement and curiosity drive the show. And we appreciate your support. And don't forget to check out StarshipShirts.com for all your SpaceX-inspired gear. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast platform. It's free. It only takes a second. So please stay engaged, stay informed, keep exploring with us, take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you in the next one. The DOJ's lawsuit against SpaceX is a complex issue that takes us into the labyrinth of U.S. federal laws, employment practices, and the realm of geopolitics. But what adds another layer to this is SpaceX's longstanding relationship with various federal agencies, notably the Department of Defense, or the DOD. Now, SpaceX isn't your run-of-the-mill tech company. Its operations extend far beyond launching reusable rockets and aspirations for Mars colonization. The company has been closely working with the U.S. government, specifically the Department of Defense, for quite some time. In 2015, SpaceX received certification from the U.S. Air Force to conduct national security launches, breaking a long-standing monopoly held by United Launch Alliance, or ULA, a joint venture between Boeing and Lockheed Martin. And the Department of Defense often contracts with SpaceX for a variety of missions, ranging from reconnaissance satellites to resupply missions for the International Space Station. And the company's Falcon 9 and Falcon Heavy rockets have become staples for military launches, entrusted with carrying high-valuable payloads that are essential for national security. SpaceX's partnership with the DoD also includes ventures into more cutting-edge technologies. So, the company has been a key player in the development of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, satellite programs, and has participated in initiatives aimed at enhancing the U.S. military's communication capabilities. Now, what makes this relationship even more fascinating is the trust that the Department of Defense has shown in SpaceX's experimental technologies. 
Take the SpaceX Starlink project as an example. Starlink aims to provide high-speed internet connectivity across the globe through a constellation of satellites, and the Department of Defense sees the potential of this technology for communication in remote combat zones and has entered into agreements to test and possibly integrate this capability into their own operations in the future. Now, why is this relevant to the DOJ lawsuit, though? Because the lawsuit puts a spotlight on SpaceX's employment practices, questioning whether a company that works so closely with the federal government should be under such scrutiny for potential violations of federal law. And SpaceX's partnership with NASA has been a central element in the company's rise to prominence in the aerospace sector. Notably, SpaceX became the first privately owned company to send astronauts to the International Space Station through NASA's commercial crew program. And the success of the Crew Dragon missions has represented a pivotal shift in how space exploration is conducted, moving away from entirely government-run programs to a model that involves public-private partnerships. And this alliance has made it more cost-effective for NASA to undertake critical missions, while also providing SpaceX with the opportunity to refine its technology and operational procedures under the strictest of guidelines. And beyond crewed missions, SpaceX is also engaged with NASA in various other capabilities. For example, the company's Falcon Heavy rocket was selected for NASA's Psyche mission, aimed at sending a spacecraft to a unique metal-rich asteroid. Additionally, SpaceX has been involved in resupply missions to the ISS using its Dragon cargo spacecraft, and these multifaceted engagements with NASA have not only provided SpaceX with a steady stream of income, but also positioned the company as a reliable partner in advancing the United States' goals in space exploration. It's a win-win partnership that continues to evolve, fostering innovation and making space more accessible than ever before. Elon Musk, in response to the lawsuit, has argued that the hiring practices were advised by legal interpretations of international arms trafficking laws. Considering that SpaceX does work that is often classified and vital to national security, it might appear reasonable to restrict employment to individuals with specific immigration statuses. However, the DOJ asserts that the law includes provisions for hiring asylees and refugees, and the company's restrictions are therefore unjustified. And the implications of the lawsuit go beyond mere legal ramifications. SpaceX and collaborations with federal agencies like the DOD place it in a very unique position. On one hand, it's a private company aiming to lead humanity into the space age. And on the other hand, it's a key partner to projects that are crucial to the United States defense and geopolitical strategy. And navigating this tightrope between commercial innovation and government collaboration isn't easy and the lawsuit adds another twist to this complex interplay. And if SpaceX is found guilty of violating federal laws, it could result in not just financial penalties, but also a potential reassessments of its relationship with federal agencies. And conversely, if the company is exonerated, it might pave the way for broader discussions about how private companies engaged in national security projects should manage their employment practices. Now, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elon Musk podcast. This is a developing story, and we'll be sure to keep you updated as more information becomes available. If you find our show informative and insightful, don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast platform. It's free. It takes only a second, but helps us a lot in bringing you more in-depth coverage. So until next time, take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you in the next one.